Welcome to the Livingstone Bible Church podcast. Livingstone Bible Church is located in Union, New Jersey, where we build lives on God's Word. I want to, I want to just take this short prayer point before we continue. As we were worshiping the Lord, I just felt impressed in my spirit that we should collaborate and pray on this particular prayer point. My star is going to shine again. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just felt impressed in my spirit that, Lord, my star is going to shine again. You, you may not know what this means. Each person, for each person, it may mean different things. But Whatever it means to you, I want you to believe that the God that we serve is going to make you stop again. Amen. Uh, Let me quickly explain something to you. This was a year where I faced some deep persecutions in my current role. And people wrote me off thinking that, you know what? He can't go further. But I'm standing here today sharing my testimony. And for the most of you, this is probably the first time you're hearing it because in the past three months, nobody knew what I was going through. But today I stand here testifying of God's goodness. On January 13, I'm starting a new role with a new company as a vice president. Hallelujah! Building a new department for a new organization. And the people that I thought, you know what? He's done for. The moment I gave my notice at work, they couldn't believe it. They couldn't understand it. They could not fathom it. And you should have, you know, when the enemy thinks he has you down, has you where you, 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 you know, cornered you, and they, they've put limitations on you, they, they won't know what to say when God makes your star shine again. So I want you to close your eyes right now, and I want you to pray. I say, Father, <coughs> my star will shine again. They may have written me off. They may have put limitations on me. And even to myself, I may seem to be at the top of my game. But I am climbing higher. There is a mountain for me to take. And as I go into this new year 2020, I'm going to take my mountain. I'm taking off all limitations that people have put on me, that I have put on myself. I'm not looking back anymore. I'm holding on to you because I know 
I have confidence. I'm going to take my mountain. Whatever that means to you, begin to pray right now. Begin to believe God. That 2020, you are stepping into that new place. That 2020, your star is going to shine again. That 2020, even if you yourself have doubted it, you are going to possess, you are going to take hold of your possessions. Your dreams that you have heard, they are going to be fulfilled. Your visions, your desires, your innermost being, the things you think you have been thinking of and desiring and you thought you could not lay hold of, you are going to lay hold of them in 2020. It does not matter who has put limitations on you. It does not matter those who do not want you to attain and achieve it. Your family may have written you off. Your friends may have written you off. Your boss may have written you off. Your community may have written you off. Let me tell you something. With God, all things are possible. With God, all things are possible. And you are going to attain your dreams in 2020 in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I thank you, Lord, today. We give you praise that we are here to celebrate this Lord Almighty special service crossing over into 2020. And we are crossing over with expectation, desire, and knowing deep on the inside of us that our star is going to shine again. You know, there's this Yoruba song we used to sing. I don't know, even know if I still remember. Anybody know how to? The Lord has spoken it. My star is going to shine again. You see, when Christ was born, the Bible tells us, he says his star shone. There was a star that signified his birth. Herod could not put it out. Pharaoh could not put it out. There was nothing in this world that could stop that star from shining. And that star was what led those shepherd shepherd men to where he stood. When God created you, he created you for something supernatural. He created you with a destiny. He created you with a purpose. He created you with a vision. And no one is going to kill your vision in Amen. Jesus' mighty name. No one is going to stop your vision in the mighty name of Jesus. No one is going to be able to quench your light Amen. in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. I want you to declare one more time. Hallelujah. My star, my star. My star. Will, shine again. will shine again in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God in the highest. Hallelujah. I want you to turn around you, greet those around us. Glory be to God. Welcome to 2020 Watch Night Service here at Livingstone Bible Church. It's so good to see you. We have great expectations. Great expectations of what God is doing in our midst tonight. Glory be to God in the highest. God is awesome.
some testimonies and then we'll sing some songs and we will continue our worship service tonight. Amen. Amen. But I want us to go through this prayer point because I, I strongly believe as I was preparing for this service tonight, the Lord was dropping all these prayer points in my heart and it's to prepare us. It's to prepare us for what God has in store for us in 2020. Amen. Amen. Glory to God in the highest. You know, the God we serve is an awesome God. He's a mighty God who does great and mighty things. And He always exceeds our expectations. And when you believe and put your faith and trust in Him, just like that woman who had the issue of blood, who kept saying in herself, if I but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be healed. I will be made whole. Let me tell you something. When you put your faith in God, he cannot disappoint you. He's unable to disappoint. Scripture makes it clear. If thou canst believe, all things are possible. I shared a testimony shortly a few minutes ago. When I came back, where, where were we? When we came back from Portugal, from Portugal, something said, "Be prepared." I was believing God because I just wanted out of where I was, and I was trusting God. I said, "God, they've told me I've maximized in my career. I had the guy that hired me for this job told me." I have plateaued. <clears throat> it says you have, you know, just be steady, Eddie. And I looked at him. I said, after I built your department for you, now you are telling me I'm steady, Eddie. 
I sat there, I said, well, I'll give God a praise. Amen. See, that's why you never, ever listen to what man says. Because God is greater than the limitations that man puts on you. And I began to seek God, and I said, God, I want you to show yourself strong on my behalf. I'm going to believe. My job, you see, our job is very simple. God says, we are to believe. He is to do. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ours is to believe. And when you believe, you go out and do what he says to do. When we came back from Portugal, I remember lying in bed. And the word of God says, I, I just had a flash. Somebody is going to call you. I didn't even know what that meant. And I went to sleep. It's no sense <coughs> worrying. Two days later, a colleague of mine called. He says, guess what? My boss is looking for somebody to build out a risk management program for his organization. Ask me if I've ever done risk management. I said, you know, I'm in audit. What, although risk management is part of what I do, but it's not my primary focus. He says, well, you're the best person that I know for this job. And by the way, it's a vice president role. By the way, it pays this much. By the way, I, by the way, I said, please, please. Let me, first of all, go talk to your boss. Now, sharing my testimony, that was on a Thursday night. They were going to make an offer. No, they were going to make an offer the following Monday or Tuesday to somebody else. Okay? They had already gone. The job requisition had been closed. They had interviewed all everybody they wanted. <laughs> and she said to me, says, can you be there Friday morning? I said, you just told me this yesterday, and I have to be in your... I said, you know I walk, right? She said, can you be there Friday morning? I said, when am I going to prepare for this interview? I don't even have time to prepare. He says, just go and see him. I went there Friday morning. I sat across. I, w I, I haven't interviewed in a few years. So, because the last job I got, I knew the people. So, I said, Lord, and this is a new role. I, I, I was nervous as anything you can ever imagine. And I sat across this guy. And I said to and before I went, I just said, God, you are the one who told me this was going to happen. You're going to have to handle this interview. And I sat there for one hour, and I spoke to this person that I've never met in my entire life. And he looked at me after the interview, after, after 40 minutes of me articulating. I didn't even know what I was talking about. He said, Chris, you're the one I've been looking for. I'm about to make an offer. We have interviewed and closed the requisition. We're about to make an offer to somebody. But I know I need you. I, but however, I'm not the only one that can make the decision. 
I'm going to need you to interview with a few people. Well, guess what? I thought one, two, maybe three people. I ended up interviewing for the next two months to the point where I was exhausted. I've never been put through an interview process like I did. You know, sometimes when you want to step into great things, it's not going to be an easy thing. If you want big things, you have, you have to be ready to do what? You have to be ready to do what it takes. But each step of the way, I interview, ended up interviewing with eight people each step of the way. It, some of them twice. Each step of the way, every interview was an, at least an hour. Every step of the way, God put the right words on my lips. To the point where sometimes I will leave the interview thinking to myself, oh man, this is done. I'm done. You know, this, this just didn't go right. And then I'll get a call back from the, the, the head of the department that's hiring for this position saying, hey, Chris, this guy told me you did such an awesome job. I need you to be patient. Just keep being patient. I said, what did you say? Yeah, you're doing great. We need you. Long story short, what I'm trying to commune to you, communicate to you is this. When you have hope and faith and trust in God, He will take you places where you don't even think you can ever be. You will touch mountains that you, you will think in your heart, I can't even imagine this. And God will do it for you. Amen. And so I'm challenging, I'm using my testimony just like that woman with the issue of blood kept saying to herself, oh, all I have to do is touch the hem of his garment and I will be healed. Amen? Amen. And she was healed. And so exactly with that same faith, I kept saying to myself, Lord, this is a job you promised me and I'm taking it. Amen. Amen. And two weeks ago, I received the offer letter Yes. It was awesome. Yeah, it yeah. was awesome. And I give God the praise yeah, and the glory. Yeah. I bless the mighty name of our Lord and yeah. Savior Jesus Christ. Yeah. And I'm going into see you just you just have to and so and so I began after I got through the offer letter, I got through my background check and all that kind of stuff. I personally called every single person into a meeting one-on-one -on -one to tell them. You know why I did that? I wanted to see the reaction in their face. I wanted to see the reaction because when they've written you off, when they've said you won't because you, you're, you're, you're just steady Eddie, when they've told you you won't become anything anymore, it's always good to see the reaction in their face. And I'll never forget one that said, oh, 
this department will be so sad to lose you. And I know deep down on the inside of them, they were lying. And then, you know, and then they, immediately I finished telling them, they called a group of people, uh, of each of, they called all the rest of the, the uh, of all the, I call them the haters. They called themselves together into a room. And they're now wondering, what can we do to him? As if that wasn't enough, I went out. See, this is how you know people who love you. For the past two years that I've been with this organization, every Christmas we'll go out and we'll exchange gifts. Not one person brought me one thing. But you know what I did? I went out and I got the best gift for all of them. Because the scripture says, by doing so, you heap coals on fire on top of all your enemies. They were all ashamed. I hadn't been to work in a week. I went back yesterday and guess what? On my table they had cards. <laughs> I said, I just packed it all in the garbage. <laughs> I just found number 13. You know, because all of a sudden they realized the CFO called me into her office. This is one, another hater who I wrote personally several times this year the things I could be doing for the organization but they refused and so she sat down she said Chris we are going to be so sad to see you go I said, I said oh, or are you open to an offer I looked at her like that ship sailed a long time ago so I, so I sat there I said so she's like what can we do? What can we do to keep this organization? And I was saying to myself, do I really care at this point? <laughs> Praise the Lord. You know why I'm sharing this? Because I perceive that there may be some here. The enemy thinks he has you down, beaten, trodden, and there's no vision. You don't know how you're going to make it. You, they, you know, they, you're facing trials. You're facing challenges. You're facing all sorts of tribulations. Whether it's financial, whether it's relationship, whether it's health and healing, whether it's it's school, whether it's you know um, how I'm going to build my life, whether it's where is my future. All I'm challenging you tonight is this. I want you to join me in worshiping God and thanking God. Because the same God that did it for me is going to even do greater things for you in Jesus' name. I don't know what you're facing tonight. I don't know what your challenges are. But I have confidence that if you put your faith and hope and trust in God, He's going to work it out. He's going to take you higher. He's going to break through for you. And he is going to bring you the best year you've ever lived on earth in 2020. You cannot, you cannot persuade me otherwise. 
2020 is going to be a terrific year. Yeah. It's going to be a tremendous year. Yeah. It's going to be a year of exceeding great blessings. Yeah. You are going to lay hold of things you haven't even imagined. Yeah. Things you didn't, you, you, things that you wrote off and you thought, oh, you know what? I don't think I'm ever going to accomplish this. No. I'm challenging you. <laughs> don't take that attitude that it's impossible. Because with God, all things are possible. And you will have your victory in Jesus' mighty name. I want you to quickly open your Bibles to the book of uh, Corinthians for me. Not um, Colossians. I want to share something real quick in Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2, and then we're going to pray. Glory to God. Are you ready? Yes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I got three people. Three people. Are you ready? Yes. Glory to God. Colossians chapter 2, starting from verse 6. Amen? It says, so then, just... So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in Him. Simple. This is pressing. Press in into Him. Rooted and built up in Him. Strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. See? I made up my mind. my mind, I'm not going to hate. You do evil towards me, I'm going to continue to love you. Amen. 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 He says, verse 7, see to it that no one takes you captive through hollow deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. Christ is love. My God is love. I will always walk in love. I have made up my mind. I will not walk in hate towards any man, any woman. I don't care what they've done. I choose what? To love. It's not because of them, but because of me. I cannot afford <coughs> to hate anybody. Amen. Amen. That's playing into the hands of the enemy. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. In Christ, I have been brought to fullness. So what does that say? Where do I reside? In Christ. Where do I live? In Christ. Can, 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 can hatred live in Christ? No. Can all forgiveness live in Christ? No. Can enmity live in Christ? No. No, I live in Christ. I must choose to love. Amen. He says, in Christ I have been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. That means I have no need to worry. Why? Because I'm living in Christ. He is the head. Very soon, sooner or later, I'm going to be the one, the head. Amen. 
if I am living in Christ and Christ is the head, that means I am the head, not the tail. And that means I'm a victor, not a victim. That means I'm an overcomer, not a one being overcome. Amen. That means I'm a winner, not a loser. I may look like a loser. My appearance may look like a loser. I, my, I may be driving a loser's car. I may be, my, 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 my career may seem to be losing. But I can tell you right now, as I press into Christ, victory will come for me. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. It says here, it says here. In him I was circumcised with a circumcision not performed by human hands. My whole self ruled by the flesh was put off when I was circumcised by Christ. I'm buried with him in baptism. I'm also raised with him through faith in the working of God Amen. who raised him from the dead. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I cannot fail even if I try Amen. because I am in Christ. Amen. I can't fail. You may think today, oh my goodness, I may look like I failed today. I drive out of the parking lot, somebody hits my car, it may look like I failed. You know, I get a pink slip at work, I may, it may look like I failed. Um, my relationship may not be going well, it may look like I'm failing. Uh, uh, I may be facing persecution at work, it may look like I'm failing. The doctor may give me a bad news. It may look like I'm failing. But what looks like and what I am in Christ are two different things. Amen. Church, I'm telling you, if you stick your faith in Christ, all those things you will overcome in the mighty name of Jesus. He says, I've been buried with him in baptism. I'm also raised with him through faith. It's the work of God who raised me from the dead. He says, I was dead in my sin. In the uncircumcision of my flesh. But get, God made me alive in Christ. He forgave all my sins. Canceled all the charge of my legal indebtedness. Which stood against us and condemned us. He's taken it away. Nailed it to the cross. And he has disarmed the powers. He has disarmed the authorities. He made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them on the cross. That means simply, church, that Christ has won the battle for me. Amen. I, have not, I don't have to fight anymore. My victory is in Christ Jesus. Amen. And so I stay in him. I embed myself in him. I wake up in the morning and I lift up my hands. Thank you, Father. For this is the day that you have made. I will rejoice. I will be glad in it. For two years, I was building a department that did not exist for somebody who did not appreciate it. They were just using me to accomplish their own objectives. When I finally realized and woke up to the fact that I was just being used, the pain that went through me was horrible. But then I decided not to take up unforgiveness. I decided not to take up hatred. I decided not to take up enmity. I chose not to receive what they were dishing out. I chose to love. I chose to believe. I chose God. 
And I know in due season, all the things that I was facing, God will turn it around. Amen. The day God turned it around, <coughs> I sat down across from them. And I told them I was leaving. And they were asking me, where are you going? And I told them where I was going. And I told them what I was going to be doing. All of them. I'll give you a scenario. I walked out of the CFO's office. And the next office was the controller. And the next department was a legal chief, a, a treasurer and the chief legal counsel. And I was standing in front of the office of the CFO. And here on my right was the chief controller. And here was our chief investor. And here in front of me was the, what's uh, um, the, top where was the, the uh, legal, chief legal counsel. General counsel. General counsel, thank you. Get it right, Pastor. And I, and I, and I, it just, I, I didn't know how the whole thing just, you know, and, I, and all of them were looking at me. And I, 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 that was when I knew that God was in control. Because sometimes, you know, I always say in this church, says God blesses you to the point where you cannot hide what he, had, he was doing. And so what happened was they had an executive meeting. And in the executive, this is one of them telling me, in the executive meeting, they were telling the CEO that I was leaving. And this was coming out of the mouth of the general counsel. And the CEO said, Chris will be greatly missed. He has done far more for the audit department than anybody in the organization. And that is one thing the enemy tried to steal from me. See, sometimes when we are doing the things God has blessed us with, there's nobody around to say it. Or your job is to keep what? Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Keep being faithful. I want to close with this and then we'll say pray. He says, therefore, verse 16, for those who just came in, Colossians chapter 2, verse 16. Therefore, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink, or with regard to religious festival, a new moon celebration, or a Sabbath day. Even in the body of Christ, we judge each other. These are shadow of things that were to come. The reality, however, it is found in Christ. Do not let anyone who delights in false humility and worship of angels disqualify you. You may be here today. You may say, I don't qualify. Some of us, we may say, you, you know one of the disqualifications, one of the reasons they hated me the day they found out I was 53 years old. Oh, shoot. He's black. He's old. What can he do? That's, I'm not kidding. No, sometimes we do not realize the reality that you face in the corporate environment. Okay? When your vice president is asking, your senior vice president is asking you when you are going to retire. That's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. And I sat there and I said, you are asking me 
when I'm going to retire. When I came into this department, this department was a piece of shred. You brought me in. You came after me. You brought me to this organization. And now it's straightened out. And now you're feeling, when am I going to retire? And I looked him straight in the eyeball to eyeball. I said, you know what? I said, in my language, there's nothing called retirement. I said, I keep walking till the day I feel I don't want to walk anymore. And I walked out of his office. You will face, the Jesus said in this world, you will face persecutions. You face persecutions because of your skin color. You face persecution because of who you are in your age. You will face persecutions because people don't like who you are married to. You face persecution because they don't, people don't like what. Do you know in the corporate culture that you're not supposed to drive a better car than your boss? Oh, yeah. You will face persecution for all sorts of things in life and you're supposed to take it. Oh, glory to God. But whatever persecution you face, if you put your faith in God, you are going to overcome. Amen. It says, yeah, I'm going to close with this. Since you died with Christ to the elemental spiritual forces of this world, why, as though you still belong to the world, do you submit to its rules? You see, we have to rise above all the discrimination, persecutions, all this garbage that they throw our way. We have to rise above it. Amen? Amen. These rules, which have to do with things that are all destined to perish with use, are barely based on human commands and teachings. Such regulations indeed have an appearance of wisdom. They think they are wise. With their self-imposed worship, their false humility, their harsh treatment of the body. But they lack any value in restraining <coughs> sexual indul sensual in indulgence. All it's saying simply, church, is this. Rise above the persecutions. Rise above even your own feelings. Rise above your own limitations. Rise above what you think are your own... Um, the limitations you have put on yourself. You see, sometimes we stand in front of the mirror, but we don't really see ourselves. We see what people have said about us. You need to rise above what people, even parents put limitations on their children. You need to rise above the limitations that the world has put on you. I tell people all the time, <laughs> you know, a lot of young, young adults, you ask them, what's your problem? Oh, relationships. <coughs> relationships? Relationships? No. There's no problem with you. You see, you may look at yourself and you think, think I am the problem in this relationship. And the devil is lying to you. You are not the problem in this relationship. When you have Jesus as your Lord and Savior and you're living your life according to the Word of God, you've got love on the inside of you. Don't 
put yourself down for any man. And don't put yourself down for any woman. Because it goes both ways. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Greater is he that is in you. If somebody will not value you for who you truly are and appreciate you, so what? Rise. Keep rising. You'll find the right person in due season. Amen. 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 Tonight, before we wrap up, I want, if you feel comfortable sitting down, praying, that's fine. Sit down and pray. There's no judgment here. If you want to walk around while praying, whatever works for you, I want you to just follow me. I have about 15 prayer points I want us to take tonight. And I want to get through it. Amen. Amen. Glory be to God. The first prayer point is giving God my worship. The Bible says God is to be worshipped. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. I want you to please close your eyes. I want you to make this a prayer from your own heart. I want you to speak to the Father. I want you to, to let God hear it from your own mouth. God, you are my worship. I have no other to worship. I don't want anybody else before you. You, my... Thanks for tuning in to this week's Livingstone Bible Church podcast. We hope you were richly blessed by this podcast. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram.